ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. Uh, today, we're not walking home from the movies because we are walking around our neighborhood as before we watch a movie you are complete, on the Netflix like, absolutely butchering this. channels. We're going to watch a movie on Netflix today, not the cinema. Um, and we are going to watch Enola Holmes, which according to Netflix is the number one movie in the UK today. <laughs> you had to check your notes. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy's looking at her I phone. I keep forgetting the name of it. Like it doesn't roll off the tongue. It's her name. It's the name of the person that was... Well, I'm Probably sure once we watch the movie, I'll remember it. Okay. Um, but apparently, uh, according to Netflix's uh, imaginary stats that they won't tell anyone what they mean, it's number one in the UK today. Which could just mean that uh, people are watching the first 30 seconds of it. billion people watched it today. <laughs> um, so anyway, naturally, of course, now we're going to watch it. Um, and it's basically a mystery film based on a series of books by Nancy Springer. And um, it's about the teenage sister of Sherlock Holmes pretty much all we know about it and Millie Bobby Brown is the star who of course we know from Stranger Things also on Netflix um, so I'm also sure starring I'm... Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes oh awesome and uh, Sam yeah. Claflin as Love. Mycroft Holmes and Sam Claflin was just in that other Netflix thing we watched yeah it's almost like an algorithm made this movie <laughs> <laughs> he was in that kind of time travelling live wedding Lo- live repeat. wedding love wedding love wedding repeat yeah um a, t- a title that was constructed by an algorithm as well. Exactly. And then, of course, we absolutely love Henry Cavill in this in this podcast. I didn't realise he was in it. Yay! I love him. Um, so, yeah. Interested to see it. Don't have much to say about it. Uh, I did read one interesting fact. Do you want to know about who the director is? Sure. Harry Bradbeer, better known for his work on Fleabag and Killing Oh. Eve. So that suggests that this is going to be not your average tween movie hopefully yeah they're quite punchy uh, yeah and I'm really really punchy and I'm really interested to see Millie Bobby Brown because we only know her from Stranger Things and like she's brilliant in Stranger Things but you know when you only know someone as one very specific unusual character it's really hard to picture them doing anything else so I'm absolutely dying to see what she's like Um, I'm presuming she's really good but I I can't I actually can't picture her being anything except 11 I thought you meant the age but yeah that's the name of the character isn't it Um, and then like we felt so bad for her look we did a massive review of of the last season of Stranger Things over on our Patreon but like 
we were horrified for this poor actress. She spent the entire last season just having to snog Mike. Like, that's all she did. It was a <laughs> horrible thing to do to a young actress. Well, you know, for, and that, it was he, a what's your man, thing to do with your best character. Finn Wolfhart is like a, a teen heartthrob, though. Yeah, but it was just so boring. Every time we yeah. cut to them, they were just kissing, and we were like, this is a boring scene. like the coolest, like, young actress of her generation, and this is what she's doing. So I'm so pleased to see her starring in this movie. And, uh,. Yeah, number one. Movie yeah, she deserves. She deserves a shot at having her own. She deserves a shot. I mean, she's really hard been hard done by you know from all the millions of dollars she's made. From Give her a shot. <laughs> Give the girl a chance. She needs. <laughs> In fact, I think she like is one of the top earners on Stranger Things, isn't she? Surely, surprisingly, Surely. yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so off to watch. What's it called again? It's oh god, check your notes. It's called Little, little Sister Home. <laughs> little Sister Home. Uh, all right. All right. Okay. See you guys Bye. in however long it takes to watch this. My mother named me Enola, which backwards spells alone. And yet, we were always together. And it was wonderful. She was my whole world. Which leads me on to the second thing you need to know. A week ago, I awoke. Mother? To find that my mother was missing, and she did not return. I'm presently on the way to collect my brothers, Mycroft and Sherlock. Yes, Sherlock Holmes, the famous detective, my genius brother. He will have all the answers. Enola. Where's your hat and your gloves? Well, I have a hat. Just makes my head itch. And I have no gloves. My God. A wild woman brought up a wild child. Who will make her acceptable for society? She seems intelligent. There are two paths you can take, Enola. Yours or the path others choose for you. It is time to find my mother. The game is afoot. Right, we're back. We watched that movie. We're out for a walk now, pushing a buggy along the river. It's a lovely day. It is lovely. And uh, I quite enjoyed that uh, that movie. I really enjoyed it. Bit of a romp. It was really fun. And she was like... I mean, we knew she was good in Stranger Things. Oh, she, she can, she's like she's unbelievable. The glue she of this movie is like she's full of energy. She's really funny, and she's like a very physical like force in the movie. Like I, f- I felt like she actually drove the whole film. Like if she wasn't in it, it would have actually felt different. Yeah, the film, like she's actually a star in this movie. It's not like on her. You, you couldn't just be like, oh, slot in another actress. Like I feel like she made it and it was interesting that we read that the director of Fleabag directed it because it felt like a bit of Fleabag oh because there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall and talking to the camera yeah and the kind of tone of it being quite quirky and you know not a million miles away from because I mentioned that um, he had also directed some Killing Eve and Killing Eve has um, some similar elements of this where like they really take in the detail and the joy of like costumes and people uh, disguising themselves and like the fun the intrinsic fun and something like that and I feel like this movie did that really well uh, like it's quite astounding that she's the star of this movie right but like Henry Cavill's in it as we mentioned and we didn't even know Helen Bottom Carter's in it as her mother and she manages to be like the core of the movie they don't when she's in scenes with them she's still the star yeah like that's quite something and it was a good mystery wasn't it's very it? much it's the the it's a teen it's kind of aimed at teens I felt um, or at least I feel like this would really hammer home with a young audience it's like um, a really but it's good kind family of family movie. friendly yeah. yeah it's good 
the um, and I think like for anyone who doesn't know what it's about, it's basically yeah. No spoilers just, here, as always. No Spoiler spoilers. Street comes later. She's yeah, the sister of Sherlock Holmes. He's like twenty years older than her, and she's like brilliant at solving mysteries in her own right, and that's kind of all we'll say on the plot. But I've actually really enjoyed the mystery stuff. Yeah, and we'll talk more to that later. Yeah. But what did you think of? Um, I agree with you. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is just a brilliant fun performer here and like um, she's also when you see her th- she, she's she got kind of a foil in this slash uh, love interest kind of character yeah and um, when you see her performing against him you realise kind of just how good she is yeah <laughs> not that no, no dis- dissing that guy as such but the uh she she really just outshines. Um. She really does, but I actually felt like that this movie was really trying to be female centered and and turn things traditional narratives on their head. And like, she's it's the core re- theme of the movie. She's is. repeatedly the the one kind of rescuing him, and she's the one in charge. So I don't know necessarily if I think it was intentional that she would completely outshine him anyway. So yeah, it, probably perhaps, the actor yeah, yeah. may have never stood a chance in the first place, but also it's her movie and it wouldn't have been appropriate for him to ever outshine her in a yeah, scene. Um, but I really do enjoy, I like, I really enjoyed that they put, like, they did have feminist issues at the, the core of it in the sense of, you know, it's kind of centered around the suffragette movement mm-hmm. and there's like... And reform. Reform and her older brother's trying to control her and tell her how she should act. Yeah, it's very much about the, um, you know, this transitionary time for well western civilization centered around london and the the the, ro- the the sort of expected role of women um versus sort of individualism um and you kind of get that that theme from the very beginning because it's almost like you, you said it's almost like um one of those survivor survivalist sort of children you know she's a child raised outside of society by a sort of a mom with a different sort of viewpoint. Yeah, I was thinking because I had started watching this other show um, called Two Weeks to Live, which stars Maisie Williams, who is obviously very well known as being like the child star of Game of Thrones. And then Two Weeks to Live is like Maisie Williams' mother, who's played by Cyan Shepherd, who is from Fleabag, now that I come to oh put God. all this together, all is dots. like a ter- teaches her daughter how to live outside of society in our day and age and like fend for herself. And obviously Enola Holmes is set in Victorian England and her mother, Helen Bowen Carter, is teaching her these things. So I was like, this is weird because I had literally just watched Two Weeks to Live like the day before. It was a bit like Hannah as well, that, that kind of plot. Yeah, and like I, re- I really like that and I particularly love like the fact that her brother is Mycroft who I had never heard of and Sherlock are like yeah Mycroft's part of the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle sort of canon right yeah and I didn't know him and he's like trying to send her to like this finishing school and like basically control her and then the finishing school is run by Fiona Shaw who is of course oh she's great fun in um, who's who's playing the same role she did in Three Men and a Little (laughs) Lady that's what I was thinking (laughs) and she's in Killing Eve exactly the same this is all getting very incestuous (laughs) now like um, so I'm surprised, genuinely surprised, Phoebe Waller-Bridge didn't pop up somewhere. But and I actually mean all of that. Probably as too a, busy. As a great, she writes everything. Yeah, I mean that as a great compliment, by the way. Um, to have all these things working together. Uh, yeah, I just, I really, I totally recommend it, and I really recommend it as family viewing. It also, we were laughing because it's made by Netflix, right? To be seen on Netflix. Whereas a lot of other movies have come out this summer that have ended up on VOD release because they couldn't go out in cinema. But this is probably the most cinematically like expensive 
beautiful looking movie I've seen on Netflix in a long time. One of, yeah. It's very expensive. It's interesting though because this same weekend we also saw Bill and Ted face the music in the cinemas and I would have uh, probably reversed the uh, <laughs> the viewing the, the, the viewing platforms 100%. for these. I'd rather have watched that on TV And this in the, the cinema? Yeah, yeah. 100% like this. Like the amount of money they must have spent on recreating all these scenes of Victorian England and like it's interesting because it's made like it's based on a series of books and like presumably they're going to make more and like I was saying to Dave as we were watching it they should have just shot two back to back like to put all this together it costs so much money like a period drama like this uh, they should have just kind of assumed it would do really well and just like kept filming basically like, almost like a TV series Yeah. because well in a Covid world now things are very difficult but also you've such a huge cast as we mentioned like Henry Cavill and Helena Bonham Carter like how did you get them all back together but then the more I think about it I feel like subsequent movies pop them in and out They'll yeah subsequent ca- movies like this is her origin story but now that she's established as the girl yeah, detective yeah they're supporting players yeah they don't need to be in it Future, um, and uh, I love by the way girl detective as a genre I absolutely love like Nancy Drew is my jam Veronica Mars Veronica Mars love so basically I think this is a brilliant take on that genre and I love how they played with the Sherlock Holmes stuff and I think she is like Future Meryl Streep. She's a standout. She she can. I'd absolutely show up for more of these movies. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd watch more. They probably would have diminishing returns. Like by the fifth one, you'd be like, "Listen, I'm done with the Nola Holmes." What do you think of? What did you think of Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes? I loved him because I've never actually fancied Sherlock before, but I do now. Okay, that's all you got to say in it. All but, I got to say. But do you, I don't think he's appropriate casting for Sherlock Holmes. And, and I'll show up for Henry Cavill Henry any Cavill? day, and I do fancy him because he's just the most handsome he's man alive. Um, but he's he he doesn't I didn't see Sherlock there do you know but what I mean it wasn't Sherlock's movie though it was Enola's movie no that's fine I, I'm not disputing that but the, he didn't seem like Sherlock Holmes to me he's nah. too buff he's too big the he's buffness too... was slightly odd I'm like sorry just Sherlock yeah, Holmes going I'm to sorry, a gym in so... Victorian England for 8 hours a day and lift weights Sherlock Holmes is supposed to be this like um, introverted uh, drug addled um, <laughs> shut in I not actually, this like I ridiculously handsome um, <laughs> like debonair um, charming um, and maybe if you switch opium for like roids and that's <laughs> yeah, what this, like, this that's one day like, I just don't I don't buy it I like, totally forgot however, Holmes was on drugs however um, he um, he does fit this period like uh, like Henry Cavill looks good in the 19th century man Henry he wears Cavill those clothes well looks good in everything yeah he like like so like I'm not and I'm not um, dismissing his um he's also just like a brilliant screen presence and I, I and I liked him it. and her together I thought they brilliant yeah I, I think uh, I totally agree brilliant chemistry. They're great chemistry and they're yeah. kind of the emotional core of the movie but he's not he just can't really pull off Sherlock Holmes I'm sorry no um, he, can, he can pull it off the only thing that I agree with you on is his physique is slightly off for an opiate addicted man in <laughs> yeah. Victorian England but I tell you what though I thought Sam Claflin was a real surprise as Mycroft and he is absolutely like chomping down on every bit of scenery he can find and twirling his ridiculously <laughs> long moustache I think he's, he's he, really good like I really he like was him fun. but I think his performance was too obvious I think oh, yeah, but that's he's very fine. obvious casting. But I think Henry Cavill as Sherlock was like surprising casting. Yeah, but surprise, yeah, surprising. It was a bit of a gamble, perhaps, but doesn't really pay off if it you ask me. Never Whereas a gamble. Sam, Claf- Sam Claflin as this sort of like um, traditional conservative villain. I thought he was like a- an absolute joy. 
Um, and he- um, Helen Bonham Carter, for by her standards, was a very understated performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. She was really good. True. Yeah, yeah, she was. Um, so, so when we go to Spoiler Street, have we got anything else to add? Oh, I had Total one other thing to add. Total recommend. Um, and what I really liked about this movie as well is that so often when you watch movies set in the past in England, it's just all white people in the movies, right? Which we know to be untrue. Um, England was not a country populated by only white people. And this movie actually has like lots of people of colour in it. And it just felt more realistic. You had like Asian people, you had black people, you had people who looked different from what we often see when we watch things like, say... Downton Abbey or things set further than that like around Queen Victoria or whatever um, so I thought that was really good actually yeah. um, and not- like notable because it's not what you expect to see in these movies generally and it's the right thing that it should be there because it's just ridiculous um, how we always get peddled this weird fantasy around what people in England used to look like so I really enjoy that um, and I also just really enjoy then seeing like Dave and I are, you know, relatively ignorant to like Victorian uh, British politics. So I really enjoyed all the stuff around like the House of the Lords and the boats and stuff. Like I felt like, I felt yeah. like that was very compelling. The political the Reformation side. Bill, which yeah. was a real thing. Uh, so yeah, I genuinely find it compelling, and I feel like this is a is a good movie um, in terms of obviously the acting is brilliant, the story is really good, but it's also trying to be a good movie and trying to like you know illustrate some things that yeah, it's often these movies would ignore kind of got something to say and it something does, about it yeah. As, I mean it's like it's painting in broad strokes but yeah, it's also it like kind of like whoa we're a feminist movie but I don't mind that I think that's yeah, brilliant yeah so yeah total recommend but now we are going on to Spoiler Street for Alone Homes before we do that though actually let's thank some of the new patrons over on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Cinemiles. So thank you to Tom H, to Lee Beckett, to John O'Callaghan, uh, to Kai Williams, Stephen Larkin, and Derek Carney, uh, to name a few. Thank you so much for uh, generously uh, joining our Patreon page and uh, signing up for our extra bonus podcast, yeah, The Cinemile High Club. And we've had so much fun this one that we've been watching. We did a spy movie poll and the winner was The Lives of Others, which we've just posted a review on which was awesome um, so yeah loads of fun over on Patreon watching amazing movies but now Spoiler Street is there much to spoil on Alone Homes? Alone Homes um, I'd like to talk uh, a bit about sort of the the plot because the plot doesn't really hold together when you think of the <laughs> actual like what was her mother up to for instance so, so like yeah, the mother stuff was was odd. Like, the, the little sort of details um, don't really make sense for a lot of the characters. So, right, the mother leaves at the beginning, fine. Uh, and she has her reason. Sounds like she has to go into hiding because she's, you know, a suffragette sort of activist. But she hides the money for Enola behind a series of, like, intricate clues... Instead of, you know, just giving her the money as you abandon your child, <laughs> there's no actual reason to hide it behind Unless she a, thought, a picture frame. Because she thought, she, it was kind of implied, but it was very thin and not very well explained, that, that Helen Bonham Carter thought she was in some form of danger. So maybe she thought some, like, men would come to the house during the night and, like, take the money. Like, maybe she thought... But, the, but then, she like... left to Nola that there could be a chance that someone else could find it, though that didn't really feel like that. But then just slip it under Enola's pillow yeah. so she finds it immediately. Like, it didn't, like it, it didn't make sense unless the, the mother 
had a reason she only wanted to, Enola to see it, which is fine. But but that just would have been a huge shortcut. Like she it made was, it more it, elaborate. Yeah, but it was fun watching Enola figure it all out, and it taught us how Enola thinks and how her mother thinks. Oh, hundred percent. Like I'm not disputing that, but yeah. you need to have like the the, the 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 that's the mechanics of what the plot. But the actual like foundation of the plot doesn't make sense doesn't hold up to any scrutiny yeah, we as soon were as you just start like, analysing what I really enjoyed is that when Sherlock arrived then he started looking at the chrysanthemums too like what was really fun is that Sherlock was always a step behind Enola yeah, which I, enjoyed I really that. enjoyed and they sort of play that as a real good punchline when Lestrade Inspector Lestrade gives him the thing at the end why were you late so <laughs> your sister already beat you to it by half an hour or something <laughs> yeah. like I did yeah I agree like some, sometimes like once or twice I was actually like wait What's the mystery? I know she's looking for her mom, but that can't be the only mystery. It well, it was about the Duke of what's his name. But it was clever when they, I think they tied him in really well together. Like they tied his plot in really well. Yeah. How turned out she needed to kind of help him. That was the to main the case, movement. really. Like yeah. the mother, the mother thing feels like that's the um, thing they're building up for the long-running series. Well, apparently right? the book series is based on like is her as a girl detective is like she does missing persons. Oh, okay. So that so there was like two missing persons in this movie, right? Yeah. I really enjoyed, like, you know, the scene when she arrives at the train station and she's like dressed like a boy and she's like in the train and all that and she meets him and then they like have this kind of train escape. Like, I really enjoyed that whole sequence and that felt, when she was dressed up as the boy and how she was acting, it felt like very Killing Eve. Um, okay. Yeah, weirdly so, and and I just think I really enjoyed like watching her have so much fun because like in Stranger Things, like she has got a very depressing role usually. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's a it's like she's off the leash here because yeah. she yeah it is Eleven is very like Eleven's hardcore, uh, understandably like dour and uh, an introverted like, and, having being having a terrible life like before she met the gang or like having to spend a whole movie or a series kissing <laughs> Mike. Up with Mike. She has like no good <laughs> happening her. So yeah. I think like I agree that like some of the detectives like some of that stuff was like a little bit silly and we were like why is this happening but then we kind of enjoyed it it's fine look I'm not I'm I'm really I'm not here to like pick the thing apart what about the twist where the granny was the one trying to kill the lord that got me I didn't see that that coming that was a good twist yeah 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 and I love the way then Sherlock Holmes like does it with a flourish and like Enola did it ages ago so yeah that was really fun been there done that and I really liked that like repeatedly Enola was the one saving the boy and I know that is you could say it's a bit on the nose, but it's actually actually but also, good to have something different. But and what you, I liked about that was not she wasn't just saving him in terms of like her wits and outsmarting things, but physically she was like physically superior. Oh yeah, she's a like, brilliant fighter. She's just badass, <laughs> badass fighter, and like taking on a fully grown man. I really liked her I, fight scenes with the man, and that's yeah. when I was like, I've just watched this in that two uh, weeks to live thing. It's like weird. They're very parallel. It's very and odd. they're both and in, well, I haven't seen two weeks to live, but they're, you're, they're also another parallel is that they're both um, child stars of enormous Dave, science fiction said, and fantasy I properties. Said that in the intro. You didn't say specifically that. I said. I said. You said yeah, she's from Game of Thrones. I'm just. Draw, I'm. I'm drawing the line between the two. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh God, sorry. <laughs> Jesus. The temperature just went down a few degrees. So, any like anything else specifically you want to talk about? And I don't think so. Spoiler I just think we really enjoyed it, didn't we? And like we just kept saying, this looks lovely. Like it was just, it was a treat. It was not as good as I was expecting it to be. Albeit, I knew yeah. it had good pedigree. And like, yeah, I wish we'd I, seen I, it in the cinema. I would say we didn't like. 
I thought we'd get a bit more when she goes to the sort of school for finishing women with Fiona Shaw. Like, that just felt like a bit of a dead-end plot. I, that felt like something that in the book would have been, like, Agreed. ten chapters long and, and would have had loads of incidents. It felt but like something like... Um, it felt like a footnote here. This book I used to read when I was little... Uh, or I used to read a couple of different books, actually. One was called The Worst Switch and one was called The Naughtiest Girl in School. And I felt like it drew heavily on those books. Um, and they were really fun of you, like the mischievous or badly te- behaved, accidentally badly behaved girls in these environments. But to be honest, I think it would have been boring, like if they'd gone down that road too much here. Like we get it. She sent to a finishing school. It's not the right place for her to be. And I, I think they spent enough time there. And it's only because yes. it was Fiona Shaw we were probably expecting it to be more. Because but nothing she's so really happens her there. Yeah, nothing. Do you know what happens, I mean? It just yeah. felt like, and and in fact, this you know this movie is two hours long and I kind of felt like it could have been a punchier one hour 40 minutes do you know what I mean <laughs> but do you not think though that the finishing school stuff was actually very compelling when you think of this is what my craft was like this is how a woman should be and we briefly got a view of they're basically you're in school to learn how to sew and cook for your children yeah. to be a good wife and to keep your mouth shut like Fiona Shaw said like when you laugh you put your hand in front of your mouth and you like go and that's it so it was like it was kind of an interesting. So you laugh, incidentally. <laughs> it was like an interesting window into like what was expected of her, and like Mycroft came across very poorly in that that's what he was pushing her to do. And then I really liked that Sherlock said like, "I want if we ever find her, I want her to be my ward." So I guess kind yeah. of the next movie will be, you know, some some level of her still being on the run, maybe. I did, I like that whole plot about um, Sherlock being this um, kind of completely analytical and detached person you know the um the sort of martial arts instructor lady that they both meet in the t- with the teapot in the cafe yeah i love um, her she she absolutely like takes down sherlock and says you see people as clues you're not interested in like changing the world i like and i liked that sort of um that critique of him as this cold analytical aloof character and i felt like um Henry Cavill kind of pulls that off and then the emotional journey for him at the end resulting in what you said so you know I'll I'll take her as a ward that 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 all felt like I really liked their relationship and that I was the, kind too. of the, the core and of it's it it's a powerful political message to have in a, in a movie like this which is like people who are in power and who benefit from the current structures of power are the ones who don't want it to change yeah and that's actually a very powerful message to have in this kind of family movie. And that's what I was saying when I was saying I think it's a very good movie because I think they're they're really trying, in their own way and within the context of this movie, to challenge some notions that people might have. Yeah. And I genuinely found that, you know, thought-provoking. I agree. It's, I think it's a kind of punching above its weight yeah, a little bit. And, um, and it's swinging for the fences. So and, like, I, and I think I, I really admire the slate of stuff, some of the stuff Netflix is doing at the moment, like... With that, for example, and, you know, people who make things for Netflix often say that they're given a lot of freedom. They're not necessarily given with other, like, movie studios or whatever. Because um, that's something that... that's There's a couple of lines in this that could have just been taken out if it was getting that cinematic release. Yeah. Um, and similarly, like, for example, The Social Dilemma, which we've just watched, throws up, you know, a lot of... Like, Netflix are really challenging the system, uh, certain systems there with that documentary, and they have a wide reach for people to watch it. So I admire what they're doing. I yeah. was impressed by this on multiple levels. Um, and and th- another thing to shout out is uh, we noticed in the credits written by Jack Thorne, who um, wrote, you know, is experienced in this field not only because he um, adapted his Dark Materials for BBC and HBO recently, another um, 
feisty, headstrong female protagonist. Yeah. Um, and he's clearly very good at adapting things and also has experience did the Harry Potter play. With yeah, which we loved, actually. It's interesting, though, you'd almost have expected with a movie like this about a girl with books written by a woman that they would have had either a female director or writer behind it. So I thought that was I thought that was yeah. interesting, and I wonder if like some of the suffragette opportunity stuff maybe was, yeah some of the suffragette stuff was like a tiny little bit clunky. But it also so doesn't it might have been feel handled better by a woman. But it did feel like I mean, well, you tell me. I, I didn't I, clearly male influence behind the scenes, but didn't feel like overly male no, focused no, or not like at all. no. She was the hundred percent the star of it, and I actually think they both did a brilliant job. It's just unusual, I think, for an adaptation like that to, they, for them not to have had a woman involved. Yeah, true. But they both did a really good job. And and actually, um, with the few kind of actual scenes we do get with um, Millie Bobby Brown and Helena Bonham Carter, the when they do show up together, they, I really bought their relationship. Oh, they were amazing. Particularly at the end. I thought that and, and actually brought some genuine emotion yeah. to me. And I did think like it must be really difficult for someone like Millie Bobby Brown. Okay, I know she's like a bit of a superstar from Stranger Things, but like to suddenly like have to meet like Helena Bonham Carter and like work with her and Henry Cavill and Fiona Shaw, like these are really famous, like huge actors and for you yeah. to be that comfortable on screen with them and be that amazing and hold your own like. yeah so I think I agree I really liked her and Helena Bonham Carter and sometimes Helena Bonham Carter can be like you know really over the top in the roles that it works like she's in a lot of Tim Burton movies and for example in the Harry Potter movies so it was nice to see her slightly in a different way as well yeah. so I really enjoy that so yeah all round good one Okay. Hopefully it was number one in the UK and so people will listen to this episode. I feel like a lot of people will have been watching it. Well, let us know yeah. if you did watch it uh, and what you thought of it. Uh, at The Cinemile on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, thecinemile at gmail.com via the emails. And, uh, and please leave you, us a review yeah. if you like, leaving reviews for things. <laughs> we love And wherever you're listening to this. Yeah. And if it's your first time here, welcome. Yeah. And uh, do please subscribe, subscribe and, and go back. back over our 200 plus. Yeah. Episodes. 200 plus back catalogue yeah. and we've been doing our Patreon for a year and a half now so we've yeah, got yeah so you've got about 50-ish um, episodes of yeah. movies and TV movies shows and there TV to reviews. play around with um, so thanks everyone for listening and see you soon bye, bye. Come on. unlike most well-bred ladies I was never taught to embroider I was taught to watch and listen I was taught to fight I'm coming to find you mother to embroider. <sighs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.